0: 56, the Keeper of the Inn preached in the First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown on December 20, 1970. The text, Luke, the second chapter, the seventh verse, because there was no place for them in the inn. No room. No room. That's what the Keeper of the Inn at Bethlehem Answered when requested by Mary and Joseph for a night's lodging, I'm sorry there's no room in the inn. Anyone who has even heard or read the nativity story knows this particular incident of how Jesus Christ was born, but I wonder how many, how many have ever stopped to ask why was there no room in the inn? Somehow or another, I'm just not quite sold with that excuse, which I think probably the innkeeper would have given. I'm sure he would try to blame the capacity of the building as being too small to take in another body or two for a night's rest. But knowing something a little bit about hotel management, I think that you would agree with me that there is always a possibility with rearrangement that another person or couple could be accommodated. So we're really not sold, are we, on that excuse of the capacity of the building being too small to take in Mary and Joseph and the babe who was yet to be born. No, we find fault not with the capacity of the building, but rather perhaps with the inadequacy of the innkeeper. I don't know if you thought about it at great lengths, but if it was the innkeeper's fault that Mary and Joseph had no place to rest their tired bodies, you will probably find that There are only three possible reasons as to why the innkeeper said that there was no room in the inn. Three and only three, no more. I think you will find that these are still, 2,000 years later, the reason why Jesus Christ has still not been born or is not living in the hearts of many people today. Let's look at these reasons as to why possibly Jesus Christ was not admitted to enter into the inn to be born. Perhaps perhaps the innkeeper did not allow Jesus to enter and made no room for him in the inn because he was not expecting him. I'm sure that if God somehow had telegraphed ahead and told this innkeeper of the day and the specific hour and the way in which God's own Son was to come into the earth, I'm sure the innkeeper would have had a room prepared. The innkeeper had to find out, as many of us are finding out, that God does not always telegraph beforehand the way that he is going to work in your life or in mine you see this individual did not have any hope or any sense of personal expectancy it really wouldn't have done him any good even if he did know the ancient prophecy of, of of isaiah that A child someday was going to be born, a son was going to be given and upon his shoulders would be the government of all peoples and his name would be called the Mighty Counselor, the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Even if that innkeeper knew it, it wouldn't have done him any good because you see, He just did not expect that that child which God had promised would come in his lifetime. You all know the prophecy of Scripture, do you not, that Jesus is coming again? But how many of us really expect that he's going to come in our lifetime? You know, he could come the second time tomorrow. Tomorrow. You know, I think Friday, this Friday, would be a good day for him to come again to the face of the earth. But not many of us here really expect that that will happen, do we? You see, that man had no expectancy. And maybe that's why there was no room for Christ in the end. I'm sure that man in Bethlehem knew... He must have known about the prophecy that was given by Micah. I'm sure every inhabitant of Bethlehem knew that Micah had predicted hundreds of years before that when God's Son would come into the world, he would be born in that little province of Bethlehem of Judea, their town. But I don't think that particular innkeeper really believed that he would be born in my home. By Ian. He probably thought that if Christ's work was to be done, if God was to act, it would be done through another person, not him. Just like many of you think that if if God's kingdom is going to come into the world, it's going to come through somebody else other than yourself. You see, no spirit of expectancy, of personal hope, of believing that God is going to do something big and important in my life. You see, Christ cannot enter in to an end that does not expect him. And that is why, for one reason, I am more or less thankful for some of these young writers and thinkers that we have experienced in the last few years, those... God is dead theologians. Oh, I'm I'm not real pleased with what they have said. But I personally am rather thankful for the result of what has happened to us because what they have said, they have awakened us from our lethargy. They have made us to realize that many of us running institutions no longer really expected God to act in our society, that the Lord himself would enter into the problems of our land and bring solution. But if God was dead, we are the ones who killed him by losing our sense of hope and expectancy. Today is the fourth Sunday in Advent. Advent in the Christian calendar, you see, is that period of excitement, that period of expectation. That period when we try to prepare by the power and under the guidance of God's Holy Spirit people, people to expect that God who came down in Bethlehem in the form of a baby can just do as crazy and mysterious things in the 20th century as he did back in that first century. But the innkeeper, you see. Possibly he had no sense of expectancy, no sensitivity to hope. And consequently, when Jesus Christ came and knocked at his inn, there is no hope. because he did not expect Christ to come. That's one possibility. The second is similar to it. There was no room in the inn because the innkeeper did not recognize Christ when he came. That's another possibility, you know. Because after all, when Jesus came to the innkeeper there in Bethlehem, he came as the unborn Christ. You see, he did not have the advantage that you and I have. He had to see Christ in the embryo stage, in in that stage before he had fully developed. So maybe we really can't blame him too much for not recognizing Christ. For if you know your gospel, you know that Christ always had difficulty in getting people to recognize him. There are evidences in the writing that even the times his mother and his brothers and sisters and his disciples, they didn't recognize the Christ in him. John the Baptist, his forerunner, even had to ask are you the one even after he was crucified the afternoon of his resurrection he was walking maybe two three four miles with two men on the road to emmaus and they never even realized who was their companion christ always had trouble getting people to recognize him. And it's difficult for you and me to recognize him too, but before we think of this too much as an excuse, may I remind you that there were people, even in the days of the infancy of Jesus, who recognized him as being the Christ, and one of them was the sainted Simeon. He was that individual who somehow had not lost his hope and his excitement for expectancy? How was it that he was able to do what other people were not able to do to to recognize the Christ in the little babe of Bethlehem? I think Luke gives us the answer for it says this man Simeon was looking for the consolation of Israel. He recognized Christ for one reason, he was looking for Jesus. He knew the promises, and he had enough faith to believe them. And he was convicted of the truth that he would not die until his own eyes would see the form of Jesus, the Almighty King. So every morning when he got up, he he arose just as every child will arise from his bed on Christmas Day with a great sense of hope and eagerness every place he went he looked hoping to see jesus he really wasn't quite sure what or who he was looking for but he looked he talked to everybody he talked to men whose skin was of different color than his own he conversed with the young and with the old he went here and he went there always with an eye open looking for the christ Now, he had no picture. He had no diagram. All he knew was that when he saw Christ, he would know it. And sure enough, it happened one day. You see, this man was foolish enough to believe that even when he went to worship, that maybe that would be the day that he would see Jesus. And he went to church expecting to find the Lord. And that's where he found him. It was at the time of the ancient ceremony of purification that every woman who bore a child had to go through. And here came Mary. And she had that little bundle of joy, that miracle of God's creation in her arm. And as as she walked into the worship service, she was noticed by practically no one except Simeon. He was even looking for the Christ as a little babe. And he went up and he talked to Mary and he looked at that little babe in her arms and he knew that this was the Christ. If he had not been looking, he, like probably everybody else in Jerusalem that day, would would not have found Christ, but he did because he was looking and he said, Now, O Lord, may thy servant depart in peace according to thy word for I have seen my salvation. It's my responsibility and privilege to tell all of you especially at Christmas that you can never be really sure how Christ will come to you. You can never be sure in what form or under what guise he will come, but he will come knocking at your door. He may be knocking right there now through the petition of a friend or a stranger or a foe. He he might be knocking at your emotions by giving unto you that great sense of guilt for some unresolved sin which is keeping you awake at night or, or at least keeping you from living a powerful and a zestful life. He may be coming in some great decision which today or this week you will have to make. He may be coming through the sorrow which you feel in the emptiness of your heart because of a loved one who has passed on to the greater Bethlehem in heaven. He might be coming to you in the form of a little child who is looking to you for help and for kindness and for you to bring him into the warmth of your love. Christ comes in a hundred different ways. Perhaps he never comes to any of two of us in the same way, but he comes. And in this very sophisticated, systemized age in which we live, oftentimes he can come and we miss him. And we miss him because we do not look for him. Sometimes it's not very pleasant to hear some of the things that we have to hear from the people who are in revolution, but you know Christ might even be coming through them. This man, sinning, was able to find Christ because he was looking for him. Perhaps the man who owned the inn in Bethlehem had no room in his inn because he did not recognize Christ when he came. That's the second possibility and the third and the only other that I think is left. There was no room in the inn for the infant Jesus to be born because the innkeeper just did not want him. That's the third alternative. He just didn't want Jesus to come in. It might have been that he had been expecting the Savior. It might have been even though when he answered the door he saw only a tired carpenter and a peasant lady who was very much pregnant. that he saw in that presence a third, the Christ to be born. he didn't invite them in because he just did not want jesus to invade the privacy of his ear it's a hard thing to realize but ladies and gentlemen there are many people in the world today who just want no part of jesus christ herod didn't want any part of it the scripture says that when herod heard that jesus had been born in bethlehem he was troubled. And there are other people troubled in Jerusalem that day. And some people see Jesus as only trouble. And they want no part of it. And that's why they don't allow him to enter in. Remember the day that Jesus went to that little area known as Gadara? He was being proclaimed as the Messiah, the great man of God, the one who could cure and heal. And in that particular area, Jesus healed a man who was insane by driving the demons or the evil spirits out of that man into a herd of hogs who then ran into a pond of water. These people saw it, and instead of being pleased, and instead of inviting Jesus into their midst to stay, and instead of asking him to bring on more cures, they asked him to leave. They kicked him out of town. They did not want Jesus. And there are many people today that do not want the power of Jesus Christ in their lives. I guess they do not want them, just as perhaps that innkeeper of Bethlehem did not want him because he knew that if he came into the inn, some other guests who had been there previously, whom the innkeeper liked, they would have to leave. And he didn't want to see some of these friends have to leave. Perhaps some people do not want Jesus to come into their lives because they know things are going to have to be different under new management. And maybe the innkeeper was just, he had lived so long that he didn't want to change. And he didn't realize that Christ never takes something out of a person's life without replacing it with something better. So he just had no room for Christ in his inn. But that is a possibility of why there was no room in the inn, simply because the innkeeper did not want him. Three possibilities, and only three, because... The innkeeper did not expect him, did not recognize him, did not want him. And we can't say for sure which of the three the innkeeper Bethlehem used as a reason for allowing Christ not to enter in. But this much we know. This individual missed perhaps the greatest thing that has ever happened in the history of mankind. God, by his providence, had planned that this individual would be a part of the greatest day in the history of all mankind, that this man would be a part of Christ, God himself coming into the world in the form of Jesus Christ. And this man missed it. Do you realize Christmas was going on in his own backyard? And he missed it. And the reason he missed it was that when the knock came to the door, he did not open the door and allow Christ to come in. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ has never been known to knock down a door. Being the son of the God who created us, he is a great respecter of the privacy of a human individual. God will never force himself into your life or into mine. He's never done it before, and he'll never probably do it again. He is a, an individual who comes into your life and my life by only one way by invitation. And he will not cross the threshold of our inner being or of ourselves unless. We open the door and invite him in. So you see, the reason that Jesus was not born in the Bethlehem's inn was not because God didn't want it. It was not because Christ did not want it. It was because of the innkeeper. And if Jesus Christ is not alive in your heart today, If he has never been born in the manger of your soul and of your personality. It's not God's fault. It's not the fault of Jesus Christ who stands by you every day and every minute of that day knocking and asking for entrance. It's because of you. Because you see, as far as God is concerned, you and only you are the keeper of your in behold I stand at the door and knock and if any man will hear my voice and open the door I will come in and sup with him and he with me those are the words of Jesus the Christ who knocked upon many doors in his life and who by the power of his Holy Spirit are knocking upon the hearts of many people within the sound of this preacher's voice this very minute these are the words of Jesus the Christ who came into the world in a manger in a common cattle stall because people like you and like me did not open the doors of their lives. That's one of the biggest mistakes mankind has ever made. I sure hope we're not making a second. Merry Christmas and God bless you. Our Father and our God we are thankful for every gift and every opportunity, but help us to see our responsibility in the part of Christmas and help us to realize that Christ can be born in our hearts and in our lives only as we invite him to be a part of our total being. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, who came down on that first Christmas day, the love of God and the spirit of his holiness, be and abide with you and yours on this Christmas Sunday and forever and ever. Amen.